Welcome to this podcast from Neurogastroenterology and Motility. It publishes original research and topical reviews on basic and clinical aspects of gastrointestinal sensation and motility, as well as brain-gut interactions. Welcome everyone to this month's podcast from Neurogastroenterology and Motility. My name is Adam Farmer and I'm a gastroenterologist at the Wingate Institute in London. This month it's my pleasure to welcome Professor Guillaume Gousserol. Guillaume is a professor at the Division of Nutrition, Gut and Brain at the Institute of Biomedical Research and Innovation at the University of Rouen in France. Guillaume, welcome to the podcast and many congratulations to both you and your co-authors on your paper entitled Acute Sacral Nerve Stimulation Reduces Visceral Mechanosensitivity in the Rat Through Spinal Opioid Pathways. So Guillaume, if I could perhaps start, um, could you give me some background to the use of sacral nerve stimulation in clinical practice? Thank you, Adam. Well, sacral nerve stimulation, or FNS, has been developed in the 80s as a treatment of urinary incontinence related to bladder overactivity. In 1995, Matzel and colleagues showed that SNS was also effective to treat anal incontinence. Over the past 20 years, efficacy of SNS has been confirmed in cohorts of hundreds of patients. And in 2005, we demonstrated that the efficacy of sacral nerve stimulation uh, using a randomized uh, trial and uh, that we coordinated together with Professor Leroy in uh, in Rouen Hospital. And in this double blinded trial, uh, patients were randomized in a crossover designed to receive either effective stimulation for one month and then the stimulator was turned off or uh, the opposite for one month. And we show in that study that the period with effective stimulation decreased the frequency of fecal incontinence episodes compared to the off period. And at the end of the follow-up, uh, we asked the patients uh, the period they preferred during uh, that uh, double-line period, and 80% of patients preferred the on period compared to the off period, although they were still blinded to parameters of stimulation. So today, uh, sacral nerve stimulation is one of the main surgical treatment of fecal incontinence. In France, uh, approximately 500 stimulators are implanted each year for this specific indication. And it is important to note that sacral nerve stimulation uh, implantation requires two periods. The first period is a test period with an external stimulator uh, for two or three weeks, during which the efficacy of the stimulation is evaluated. If there is no decrease in fecal incontinence episodes, patients are then explanted. But if there is a, a significant decrease in fecal incontinence, then patients are implanted with a permanent stimulator. But unfortunately, one patient out of three do not respond positively to the test period, and these patients are therefore explanted. And six months to one year after implantation of the permanent device, another 20% of patients report a reappearance of their symptoms and are then considered as relapsers. So an intention to treat uh, considering that there is a 30% of patients that do not respond to the test period and an additional of 20% of relapsers, sacral nerve stimulation, uh, stimulation has in fact a success rate near uh, 50%. And this is not, this is not a, a, a big response. 
Uh, this is why we believe that one way to improve the success rate is to identify the mechanisms of action of circuit nerve stimulations that are so far uh, poorly understood in order to better select the patient candidate to such treatment. What are the putative mechanisms of action of sacral nerve stimulation? Well, we know that sacral nerve stimulation has a limited impact on sphincter activity. In fact, the majority of the study failed to to show any modification of the resting or the squeezing anal pressure after sacral nerve stimulation. One explanation of the efficacy may rely on the effect of sacral nerve stimulation on colonic motor activity or colonic transit. In fact, uh, studies on urinary tracts showed that sacral nerve stimulation could decrease bladder overactivity by modulating the activity of sympathetic or parasympathetic nerves. Regarding the digestive tract, uh, Véronique Vuitton and collaborators show in neurogastroenterology and motility in 2008 that sacral nerve stimulation induced a somatovisceral reflex leading to an increase in sympathetic tone with a decreased colonic motility. However, uh, the subsequent studies, including ours, uh, failed to evidence a uh, big change in colonic transmit time in patients implanted for sacral nerve stimulation. So a last possibility to explain the efficacy of sacral nerve uh, stimulation could be that uh, the stimulation modulates the sensitive information arising from the rectum toward the brain. Actually, there is one paper uh, published from uh, the BART and the London group that showed that SNS could decrease uh, the substance P-positive fibers, which are uh, sensitive fibers, at six weeks after stimulation. And by decreasing the, the afferent signaling to the brain, sacral nerve stimulation may defer the need to defecate and therefore uh, the feeling of uh, urgency. So what was the hypothesis in your study? Um, uh, our hypothesis uh, was that uh, sacral nerve stimulation could decrease the afferent message arising from the colorectum to the central nervous system. So what methods did you use and how did you go about testing your hypothesis? So for that, we settled a new rat model for sacral nerve stimulation. We implanted a bipolar electrode in anesthetized rats in the S1 route, the, the, the first sacral route, which corresponds in rats to the human S3 route. We also use uh, a digestive stimulus to mimic the presence of stool into the rat colorectum. And for this, we used uh, colorectal distension using a barostat. We then monitored the sensitive response using two different methods. The first method consisted uh, into the measurement of a reflex uh, that is called the pseudo-affective reflex that is driven through the spinal cord and the brainstem. This reflex is characterized by a variation of blood pressure in response to distension of the colorectum. The higher the distension balloon is inflated, the higher the blood pressure varies. And then the second method was to identify the regions of the central nervous system involved in visceral sensitivity processing. For that, we used the CFOS protein immunochemistry as a marker of neuronal activation. We looked specifically at the localization of this protein uh, into areas involving gut sensitivity, such as the dorsal horn of the S1 spinal cord, 
the nucleus of the solitary tract and the parabrachial nucleus. What were the key results to emanate from your study? So from this study, we showed that uh, when we applied the stimulation, the variation of the blood pressure in response to colorectal distension tended to decrease. And that suggested that uh, second nerve stimulation could decrease the mechanical sensitivity to distension. When we looked at the neuronal activation, uh, colorectal distension typically activated neurons located into the dorsal horn of the S1 spinal cord, the nucleus of the solitary tract, and the parabrachial nucleus. But when we applied the stimulation during the distension, we observed a marked decrease of neuronal activation in these regions, confirming then that uh, sacral nerve stimulation could decrease the afferent message uh, arising from the colorectal to the central nervous system. And in the second part of the study, we identified that naloxone, which is a non-selective opioid receptor antagonist, blocked the sensitive effect of sacral nerve stimulation when injected specifically at the S1 spinal cord level. So this suggested that the opioid system in the spinal cord was involved. And in addition, we know that the mu opioid receptor is internalized into the cell when activated. So then we looked at this internalization and we showed that uh, sacral nerve stimulation could internalize uh, the mu opioid receptor into the uh, S1 dorsal horn of the spinal cord. And this confirmed that the mu opioid system into the spinal cord was involved in the sensitive effect of sacral nerve stimulation. So I think those results are really interesting and provide a fascinating insight. But Guillaume, what were the uh, main limitations of your study? So of course there was limitation in our study. The, the first limitation is that we did acute stimulation that lasted uh, approximately one hour uh, in uh, an anesthetized rat model. And by contrast, patients are usually stimulated for months or years. So it is not known uh, at the time whether such an effect could be observed after chronic stimulation in an unanesthetized model. A second limitation is that we inserted an electrode into the S1 hole. And this may be an additional source of pain. In our study, we always used animals with an electrode inserted, but without stimulation as a control group. I believe, therefore, that this had no influence in the results we are presenting in the present paper. However, this may influence the brain response when, uh, in the future, we will be looking at higher centers, such as the hypothalamus or the insular cortex. This is there. Therefore, we are now trying to set up a new rat model of chronic stimulation to avoid these confounding factors. And at the last limit of the study, uh, we uh, used a rat model. On the one hand, the rat model is a very useful model to decipher brain mechanisms behind this sensitive effect. On the other hand, uh, what we observed in the rat sometimes does not translate directly into observation made on patients. So we need confirmatory studies in humans or patients, and we are conducting uh, currently such studies in our center. So Guillaume, how do you see the field developing in the future, and what do you see as the uh, important knowledge gaps that remain? Well, as I said, we now have to develop a neurodense model for chronic sacral nerve stimulation. Uh, first, to confirm this 
data and to keep as close as possible uh, to the human features. And uh, also we need uh, that kind of model in order to uh, be able to optimize uh, the stimulation parameter settings. To my knowledge, our study is the first to demonstrate that sacral nerve stimulation can decrease afferent mechanical signaling to the brain through uh, the spinal acuity system. And in the context of fecal incontinence, these mechanisms may explain the improvement of continence after sacral nerve stimulation, since, uh, since the sacral nerve stimulation may differ the need of defecate and therefore the feeling of urgency. I think this study and the future ones will also provide preclinical pre clues to treat uh, pain syndromes related to visceral hyperalgesia. These syndromes may include uh, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, but also bladder pain syndrome or chronic pelvic pain syndromes. Actually, there was a recent randomized trial from uh, the Harris group uh, in Denmark that was published at the time we were submitting our paper. And this study showed that sacral nerve stimulation could relieve symptoms of IBS. So our data may therefore explain some of the mechanisms involved in this symptomatic improvement. And uh, I think this is a very interesting field for the next year and probably a new hope for uh, patients suffering from uh, irritable bowel syndrome. So with that, Guillaume, I'd like to thank you and your co-authors for a really excellent paper and assisting in this month's podcast. I'd also like uh, to thank our listeners for tuning in and I look forward to welcoming you next month for another instalment. Further information about this paper can be found on the journal website. We hope that you have enjoyed this podcast and we look forward to welcoming you to next month's edition.